Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microphone check. One, two. What is this? What's going on, people? It's your boy Dwayne, aka D Dub. You are on the Mean 16 podcast. Um, today I got a super duper special guest um, for me uh, personally. Um, he is a dope ass writer, um, poet, um, rapper, uh, slash, slash, slash. Activist, whatever you whatever you want to add on it, you can add on it. Um, he just so happens to be my brother, so it makes it even better. And I, I just felt it'd be appropriate that my first um, interview be with him because a lot of my stories, a lot of my creation, um, a lot of my love, um, a lot of where I, our hip hop memories came from was with him. Man, so, man, jeez, you know, I, I just I just felt it was the right way to go, and it would set the tone for what I feel will be the rest of this podcast um i think it's gonna be fun so man um mr mag i'm glad to you with the <laughs> that was beautiful i'm gonna start you off with the question i'm gonna start off with all my guests is um, okay when did you fall in love with hip-hop man oh man when i saw brown sugar the movie <laughs> it, um... it did it for me yeah. <laughs> it did i mean it's you know i think you <laughs> you bring up a, a a good point as far as like hip-hop memories are concerned i think it's funny around the way girl is probably the first record I, I think of and anytime I think of that record I think about us dancing <laughs> in, that li- in, in mom's living room in B3 because like that was like there was something about the melody in that record yeah. that I think spoke to me mm-hmm. and I tell the story a lot like there were two records that I think taught me harmony and how to like try like how to create right music even though I didn't really recognize it but it was um it was a roundaway girl, and it was um, El Cougie's roundaway girl, and it was the boys crazy. Mm. It was those two records. It was something about <laughs> like the stacked harmonies and like right. just the vocals on the hooks that just kind of made me go, "Oh, this is an interesting way to play with like your voice," I guess. But definitely a roundaway girl. There was something about there was something about that record, like from the groove oh, to man. like yeah, El's verses. You just you had to dance to it. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. And it was yeah. it was still L being L, but it wasn't like you ain't feel soft about singing. It was, <laughs> yeah, you know it made it dope. You know, and the beat. <laughs> you know, singing around the way, girl. Ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, like it was. That was. I think it was definitely that record for sure. Mm-hmm. And granted, that wasn't the record that I think cemented how I approached MC, but it was definitely right. the record that made me, I think, fall in love with hip hop as an art form. Ah, that's interesting. I never knew that, man. That's, yeah, that's dope. And this is why I wanted to do the interview because I, I, I told people that it, I've known you obviously all my life, but every time I hear you interview with someone else, I feel like there's other layers. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. You know, like, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. dope to see, like, to learn other things about you that I probably wouldn't have known, you know, just yeah. not because we don't talk, but just because it doesn't always come up in common conversation, you know? Yeah. And, and I, it's, you know, like, I was talking about you yesterday. I had a, there was a, um, like a portfolio shoot thing I was doing in Brooklyn and the photographer cat and I were talking and I was telling them about how it, it felt like I grew up almost like a, an only child and not because like you were my best friend or, or whatever, but it was like, it was an eight year difference. Right. So when you were 13, I was five, like that is a complete different <laughs> kind of, you know what I'm saying? Experience for mm-hmm. a teenager as opposed to a kid who's starting kindergarten for the first time. Right. So a lot of my memories were cemented without you. And then right. so it gets to a point where we get older and we have conversations and it's like, oh, da 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 Cause like the things that would happen, it's like, I would tell you that right. I was engaged in this, I was doing this, I was feeling this. Cause at the time it, it wouldn't have made sense if we were closer in age. And even then, honestly, I don't think even if we were closer in age, unless we were in the same school or in the same mm-hmm. environments, that would have like created that kind of situation. But yeah, man, it's, it's, that's why too sometimes I try to ask you certain questions because I don't I wasn't around I was around but I wasn't available right you know, the stuff that you were going through before I was born and then also from the times until like I was like 18 when I think when you considered me an actual adult <laughs> that you could have conversations with me I think a lot of it was like happening in like a vacuum for the right. both of us you know no, absolutely man and um like for for hip hop, like you know, obviously we grew up in a in a different era than I think more most people mm-hmm. have. And yeah. um, 
for you, like how, how did it shape you in as far as like your, um, your approach to, to rap? Yeah. Well, like, I think, it, so, so here's the thing, because it's, yeah, this is going to be great. Cause we haven't actually had like a conversation about like hip hop. Right. Right. That's why, that's what had to happen. It had to be the yeah. first interview. I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but like, I've always been jealous of the fact that I didn't grow up at a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like that. I wasn't like maybe a little younger than you because <laughs> there was a way that you got to appreciate Illmatic that I didn't. Right. Right. And like, right. there's a way that I remember when you brought home ready to die and I remember jamming to it, but it's different to jam to it without getting the message and jamming to it and being able to relate it to your life in a way that feels significant. Right. I couldn't do that until again, until high school really. Cause even mm-hmm. middle school a little, but even then, I was already into the commercial era, but fortunately because of you, I had heard like, because you were copying um, DJ Dirty Harry or Doo-Wop or Kid Capri, like I was hearing all this stuff in like that was happening in the streets, you know? Mm-hmm. But then also what's interesting is because you weren't, you weren't like a Bobito and Stretch Cat though either. No. Like there was like a, there was and that's no. a, bro, there was a whole section whole of hip hop. section, yep. Yeah, that we weren't, that I wasn't hearing in the house. And then I didn't hear until later. And so it's very like, so like even when I, I grew as an MC, I, I wound up being a lot of underground MC circuits. And there were conversations like when cats were talking about doom and shit, like that wasn't me. I never, I did not listen to doom until I was in college. And even right. then I wasn't a doom fan, but you had cats who like the cats that went to every single hip hop show with mm-hmm. their big old book bag. And like, you weren't that cat. You were the cat that would have went to the tunnel first before you would have did right. like the underground backpack stuff. So I think how how that comes into play is like when I'm 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 listening to the Canes to the Rockhams to the Hoes to the to 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 the BDKs to the KRS ones, and then you get older and like you know of course Biggie Nas like the the Mike my my top three really, but it, it I get a little older and I start listening to some more of the underground cats who are mm-hmm. like lyrical in a different way right who like putting these complex verses together but they weren't right. even close to commercial. And so really it was kind of like the merging of the two worlds that, and Kanye, honestly, I think probably was the best example of that for me because mm-hmm. I remember us going to um, Buck, Buck Wilds, Buck studio and him being like, yeah, you like Kanye, but like a street version. Right. Because, yeah, I remember that. You know what I'm saying? You can do like the <laughs> hood lyrical stuff, but also like socially conscious. And it's like, it's like Kanye was that for me. It was like, Oh, you can be yourself as a rapper, um, but still like spit. But mm-hmm. then also he wasn't, he couldn't talk about certain things. And granted, I wasn't doing things, but I I knew enough and been around enough cats to be like, okay, this, and I grew up in this section of the Bronx. Right. So like, I saw things that I can speak to. Um, so like, it was like that. It was like a, it was like a mix of all those things, I think, coming together. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, and I, yeah, I, the more I think about it, I, I can see the Kanye reference because he was like when he joined The Rock, right? It was all this like kind of like, yo, you kind of don't fit, you don't yeah. fit this mold right now. So yeah, yeah, how yeah, is this yeah, playing yeah. out? But yeah. he made it work, man. Yeah, didn't he? And like, and and I think that for me, that was like the blueprint. Granted, I think De La, De La Soul probably created that blueprint mm-hmm. for Kanye, you know? Um, but even in college, man, like when cats were, I didn't listen to the little brothers, the listening the, when it first dropped, they were cats who were following MCs like Median and the whole Justice League crew and little brothers crew prior to me having knowledge of them. And so I gained, so like, I remember going to Temple and uh, shout out to Verbal Tech. Cause I was, I was talking about him last night at the show, Verbal Tech, AKA Cedric Hardy, Cedric, phenomenal MC. He was the first time that I actually saw a rapper in person, mm. like, he he went he was rhyming at the draft horse which is like a block away from temple and he was like he was getting busy like they were like because they had performance it was like next up verbal tech and he got up grabbed the mic it's like something like he was just spitting like you yeah. could tell a he had been on tour he had been rapping he recorded before like he was professional you know and i got on i got on and i was trying to kick a freestyle my shoes <laughs> poppy and it was i was nervous but there was a command and presence that he had in that space that was like, oh, that's how it looks. I'd never seen someone do it in person. I've seen mm-hmm. it in videos, but not actually seen a rapper who also was like a human. Like he was right. an adult person who went to, he went to school with me, right? right? He was a little older. 
but he also came from that 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 like space of that underground backpack rapper mm. and so like that was also part of my introduction to it because it was like oh there's like a like a socio-conscious kind of we're rapping really about rapping mm. you know like we're not rapping about like money or clothes or whatever the case like it was kind of trying to keep it in the traditional sense of like where we were listening to hip-hop when we talk about the bdks and the rock camps and like whatever so it was all that no that's dope man and what i think about you was really about when i think about the transformation like the journey like when you first started rhyming and how you had to learn how to you know get your bars right and everything else (laughs) i think a lot of times it's it it goes unsaid. People think they could just jump in and rap, but there's so many layers um, yeah, to it. Yeah, so yeah. kind of talk about that journey for you, man, like how that changed. I think, I mean, part of that, I mean, like I, I, I owe that to you and the, and, and the team, right? Like, and partially to, um, but yeah, partially, partially because I was, um, I got, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little about my mama. <laughs> shout out to mom. mom trying, to get Lila, trying to get Lila to do stuff. Um but like I, I think part I mean it's actually I owe it to two people. I owe it to you and to like well not two people, but like a few people like you, Biggs, Ed and and um Jay, Mike, you know what I'm saying? The 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 whole Bula, of course, like the whole hypnotic hypnotic situation. But then also Sean. You know, mm-hmm. like like um Tanja, our sister, um Tanja's husband, our brother in law, Sean. Like Sean was actually the first person to put me in a studio. Right. You know, like to like record. And granted, I didn't at that point I wasn't spitting written rap. She's like, Yo, Joe, I just want you to freestyle. And I would go in and I would just freestyle. And like part of that and I I can't remember if that happened after I think that happened after you already knew I rapped. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Yeah, wait, wait, let's stop right there for a minute because <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell y'all how I found out that this cat rapped. <laughs> it was I don't I can't remember how old he was. This was uh, it was I'm like old. I was definitely fourteen. I was fourteen or thirteen for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we're all you know chilling out with me, my my friend Jay, um, and him. We're in the room chilling out. We all freestyle, and I say something stupid like you know come through like the woo, like you don't know what to do, something like that. That was fire. You know, then I that think James fire. said I was taking the grilled cheese and grilling it, something Yeah, he definitely like said that. that. <laughs> Take the cheese and I grill it. <laughs> and yeah, then Mac got on and said something like, I don't remember what he said, but I, I know me and Jay both stopped and looked at each other. It's like, that shit ain't normal. <laughs> Yo, she nice. Then from there, we knew like, there was a gift there that he just didn't share yet. And it was like, yo, we got to get him in the booth. <laughs> oh, man, man. You know, like, I've been... Because, you know, like, you would go to work and part of... Again, like, when we talk about, like, the... There's a reason why I... Anytime I'm talking about hip-hop or really just talking about my story, it's... I can't not have you in it, you know? Like, Kelvin is locked up. He's not there. Um, here you go, boo-boo. Um, Kelvin is locked up. I know, you just bite into it. Um, shout out to Lila. So, people, um, like they like there was space, and but like you were you were working at HMV, right? And then even when you weren't working at HMV and bringing c- CDs, you were going to Music Factory and you were bringing home vinyls. And then so when you would leave and you'd not be in the crib, when Rich when when Rich would come over, I would just find the instrumental side to whatever, put that on and just rap. You know, like you just rap. And granted, I was doing that before you were buying CDs. It was just like I would go into mom's room and I would just rap because I would forget the lyrics of songs. Like I didn't know, I, did, I couldn't remember the lyrics to like Around Away Girl or anything else. So at five or six, so I would just make up the words. The same way Lila does now. I think all kids do, but for whatever reason, I kept doing it. <laughs> you know, it's exceptionally well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just kept doing it. But I think part of that again is because you created space, even like, unintentionally it's like you were trying to like invite me and it was like this is something that you loved and I got to share it with you yeah. and so part of that was like whether that was me taping video music box for you while you were at work or like Rap City shout out to Ralph McDaniels yeah word shout out to Ralph man shout out to Big Tigger and like you know um the, the, the whole crew but like it was it was that that was kind of cementing how I started developing whatever it was and like when I started like writing raps a lot of those raps were like ridiculous it was like bitch this grab a gun shoot him bang this all this stuff and i remember i remember super sam 
saying Rich's cousin, yeah. Sam was being like, Sam bringing us like a, or Rich maybe brought like a gun magazine. Uh-huh. Cause Sam was like, yo, if you gonna rap about it, you gotta like, this is, he's like, this is what the rapper cats be doing. They be right. reading the gun magazines and then they be, <laughs> that's what I mean, this is what Sam told me. He's like, they be reading the gun magazines. Thanks, magazine. Sam. <laughs> and then that, they, that's how people gonna do it. That's how they do it. They know right. how to talk about the guns. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really work. It didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I, that, I'm trying to remember, I feel, and I do feel like Kanye was the, was the turning point. Like seeing him in that book bag and that bear, Mm-hmm. And then just there was something about because a part of me knew that I wanted to sing and rap. Mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't really sing, but I knew I could hold a note just a little. Right. But I didn't know how to use my voice. I hadn't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. But part of me knew that there was a bashing. There was like a sound that I was trying to create right. at the conventional way that I was like I was hearing other rappers do mm-hmm. um, wasn't working for me. But and so what happened was like after that first studio session. Um, in, Indiana, in Indianapolis, you know, when once you <laughs> when you heard me rap and it was finally came an opportunity to kind of like really put the battery in my back, mm-hmm. like you were kind of you were all in, you know, and then everyone else got all in, and then it became <laughs> it became a little more important to like try to promote parties, which makes sense. But I think part yeah, of it was yeah. like it, it was just kind of like figuring out way. Like we didn't know, yeah. we didn't really know anything, you know. We yeah, just not there at all. <laughs> and, but, we didn't we really didn't we didn't read any books we didn't do nothing we was just like yo let's just do this shit man yeah, yeah. as much as it didn't work out the way we wanted it to i i, I still love that that go get it attitude it was just like no. yo, let's let's do this man this yeah, guy is sure. dope and i think even there was no failure in it to me because i felt like it helped transform you to something else too like it it got you out there in the booth a little bit more mm-hmm. you know we tried you know and I, I just think it, it was a, a really great experience for everybody involved. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, uh, there are cats who, you know, like, there are cats who have to work really hard. Like, there are people who have, like, legit street teams, right, who, like, they they all came up together and so, like, they have a crew. I didn't have that. I didn't have, like, a crew of, like, rappers. And even when, right. like, there was a point in time maybe in, like, high school was me, Rich, Maine, like, um couple of other cats who we all went to middle school with who were trying to do the rap thing mm-hmm. they was rapping about stuff that i wasn't really rapping about you know what i'm saying and and i remember i, I remember there was a conversation we had i, I feel like i might have told you about it or maybe felix but Maine was like he had written a rap for everybody in the crew like mm-hmm. like that dissing them just in case they like <laughs> you broke up and i was just like that's mad weird bro like why would you do that like why would you write a rap to diss everybody and i'm like first of all you're not doing <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> you know, but shout out to Maine, man. Shout out to Rich. But like, you know, we were doing that thing, but I was like, I knew it was, it, my thing wasn't going to be that. Right. You know, because at that point, I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm in LaGuardia, like I'm doing mm-hmm. theater stuff. I'm writing better poetry now because mm-hmm. of the English program and because of the kids I'm around at the time. And so part of that journey was like, I'm having the opportunity to go into the booth, go to the studio, you know what I'm saying? Rapping with MC, rapping with All Star. You know, I forget what All Star's name before he changed his name to All Star. You know, All Star had like four different rap names at, <laughs> at one point. But um, part of that was like having to go through those stages, like going the first time. I mean, the first time we recorded, I didn't know what punching in a verse meant, so I just rapped straight through the entire song, right? Like hook, verse, hook, verse, hook, verse, which is insane to think right. about, like because we didn't know. No one was there to be like, "Nah, that's not how you do it." And an engineer at the time wasn't. It wasn't Steven. S dot shout out to S dot. Yeah. It was just some dude who was getting paid to sit in the session. So he didn't care. Yeah. You know? But I had to go through those kind of growing pains. Like the first time I remember the first time I felt like I nailed it was this is how um this is what this is what, what I do. do. Yeah. This is what I do felt like, oh, I remember that recording process. I remember Biggs being in the in, in the other room and being like, yo, yeah. that's it. And I remember laying it and being like, Oh, I'm nice, nice. Yeah. Like my at that point my flow connected like the wordplay was there mm-hmm. the hook was like yeah. clever and it was like oh I know what I'm doing like I can like do this nah yeah, yeah. that that was a uh, really good song man and I think about like all the artists that where people don't really get to hear these songs and like they're, and they're really good you know and, yeah. and I think the the issue I have right now is like for instance we were just coming back from um who we were driving. We were just coming back from somewhere and we were, had the radio on the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
I heard the same songs <laughs> like four or five times in a row. And I'm yeah. like, there's all these artists that are out here making some really good music. Yeah. And y'all just playing the same shit over yeah. and over yeah. and over until somebody yeah. says, you know what, now I might like it. Cause I've heard it enough that I feel like I'm <laughs> where it's like, nah, man, let's let's get the diversity back on the radio because yeah. we had Onyx on the radio with Tribe Called Classic. Exactly. exactly. So, you exactly. know, so you had your rough hip hop and you had mm-hmm. you know, the abstract, you know, um, yeah. as well. And, you know, you had yeah. the R&B kind of hip hop, Father MC yeah. doing his thing. But it was all on the radio and then it was, yeah. it was a choice, you know? And yeah. I feel like now they're pulling that choice away from the listeners, mm-hmm. which is whack. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I think part of that too was like, you know, the, the, I think consumers, we as consumers take the market at times, you know, like I think about, you know, the, the, the very pro, pro black righteous era of hip hop. You mm-hmm. know, I remember when Tanja sent us the X clan tape, which I don't think we ever listened to. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that ever happened. We opened it. We opened it. I know we opened it. I don't know if we put it in the tape deck. <laughs> We're like, this is this is pretty uh, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like bad aggressive. Right. But I mean, I think about it now, like they were cat to like part of that like backpack movement was shit like that. And then mm-hmm. I, I think, but I think there was there was a, a a call to arms. And you look at like what Public Enemy was doing, mm-hmm. like there was a call to arms for this kind of music. And so labels just said, okay, we'll just yeah. give people what they're asking for. And I think I had a conversation some with someone recently, and they were talking about Travis Scott. Um, and how actually that was yesterday the, the the dude was just talking about how Travis Scott is speaking to a generation granted he's not a Chuck D but speaking mm-hmm. to them in a way that reflects how they feel and what they value right. and that kind of put I mean I feel like things have been sort of in perspective for me as far as mm-hmm. like the differences because every generation is going to be different right I know the yeah. generation you was coming in cats before you was like please you love Rakim what about Grandmaster Cash and Melly right. Mel and it's like uh, <laughs> Bro, come on, relax. Right. I mean, I love cats, but come on. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, please. please. No, actually, he's actually going to perform, actually, I think in November 1st or 8th by Sony Hall. So I don't know oh, where? Jesus, oh, I can try to get that out. Um, but now, like, there was, um, it, it's, I, I think we have to do a better job of tipping the scales too. And then supporting the artists who are doing the work yeah, on the yeah. SoundCloud or Audio Mac or Spotify or whatever. And like requesting that like program directors, listen, like play, play more Rhapsody instead of- Oh man, do you, know, you listen to album yet? Bruh, first of all, Queen Latifah's- Queen Latifah's Yo, Queen like Latifah, been... yo, she reminded people like, I still get busy. Yeah, I feel like she's still been writing raps, man. She yeah, like secretly, like yo, I just don't want to hit y'all with this. Yeah, yeah. Like she included, Ooh. like she included song titles. Yeah, man. Ca- TV and film characters and names of films that she's been like, and she's one of the few people that could has the breadth of a catalog between yes. film and music and TV to mm-hmm. like throw all of that in the pot. Like, yeah, she's yeah, she she, your album is. And then, like, who else gets Jizza on the album and D'Angelo and Queen Latifah? What? Like, the, like, Dude, I bugged out when I heard that. I was like, "Yo, Jizza's on here!" I was like, and then, like, I murdered his verse. Murdered, like, murdered it. But from the the jump when I put it on the album, it was just like I, I don't skip any tracks. I yeah, listen to it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. And back the, back. and the interesting thing is, like, I didn't like Rhapsody at first. And like, mm-hmm. we're talking like the first time I heard Rhapsody rap was. Um, I feel like a Sky, a Sky Zoo mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been a Cornerstone. No, it was the, the CD. It was a mixtape either before Cornerstone, Bodega, whatever mixtape he had, or after. But like that was the first time I heard Rhapsody rhyme. And I was like, oh, she's cool. But <laughs> like, she's like, she's just nice. Like, she's, she's nice, just man. like, and oh, if, you, if you listen, <clears throat> and like you listen to her from then to now, like you can see, you can hear a person who's studied the craft, who's practiced yeah. the art, who takes her art seriously. Yep. Cause she's just gotten, she's just gotten unbelievably better as an MC, yeah. like in, insane, you know? Yeah. I totally agree, man. Her yeah. album is really, um, it's empowering for women. Um, yeah, I think, for sure. Which is, which for is sure. Yeah. And it also yeah. is a strong message for men to start empowering. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well. yeah. Cause like, I, I think, you know, I get to, like, Jean Grey says it a lot. like. Don't like she doesn't want to be called a female MC and grant right. she has every right to say that because Jean would wipe the floor with 
half of the male yeah. MCs in the game. Absolutely. Like, they're, they're rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even, you know, we talked about that all, all, in the group chat. We were joking around. Mike sent that uh, <laughs> top, 50, top 50 MCs list. Yes, and Dylon was number one in our list. <laughs> of course, Dylon. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. But there were no... There were no women on that list. And it's like, dog, so you like no Lauren Hill at all? Like no Queen Latifah? Right. Yeah, you well, you're right. We didn't we didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. And you know, because I think what has what has to happen, you're right. The narrative has to go from female rapper to who is the best rapper, like lyrically, and you look at it, body of work, everything else. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even think about that. You just think off the top of the head, you start naming mm-hmm. rap, you know, male rappers, you know, yeah. which there are a lot of dope female female MCs, period. And, and, and a part of that, too, is representation, right? So, like, yeah. it's, it's easier. I think it's also easier to pinpoint male MCs because there's so many who yeah. are being promoted and given the shine. Like, if I can, my top three are always Jay-Z, Biggie, and Nas, you yeah. know? Um, would that be, but I don't, I don't know what that would mean to me as a, as, a, as a woman growing up to have seen more Queen Latifahs mm. and, having to, and being able to choose more than just Missy, or right. Lauren Hill or Little Kim and Foxy Brown. That's like four or five rappers out of the 20 or so videos that are being played on Rap City. Right. Like my options are, they're not limited, but they're, I'm not being given the full yeah, array of options. Fed, you're not being fed the other stuff. You know? Yeah. Forcing women to maybe have to be another way to be fed the other stuff to the to Right. The yeah. 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 You know, but. Shout out to shout out to Rhapsody and Queen Latifah. Yeah, almost phenomenal. Incredible. If you haven't listened to it, man, do yourself a favor and 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 do that. Um, I think she didn't win the Grammy last year, but I think this one should get it for me. I yeah. think it's that that good. Yeah, absolutely. And like the production on it is is yeah. solid. Like yeah. I like that album, but I mean I don't compare albums. So I don't think that's fair. But at the same time, like you know that that dropped the same time as the Little Brother album dropped. Yeah, and, dope album as well too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But rap is on like rap is rapping at a just a, a really accelerated rate that I don't think she's getting mm-hmm. enough credit for at all. Yeah. At all. Dope, man. It's dope. Man, yeah. And and so for me, like how we talked about a little bit of obviously how it shaped you and uh, you know, the songs that you listened to growing up. Uh, what 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 would you pinpoint as maybe one of because I know it's hard, you can't say which one is the one one of your most influential albums that you listened to that was like, you listened to it and was just like, damn, like, wow. Perspective maybe changes or um, maybe how you MC um, changes, you know, things like that. Or even, now I, I said I would talk about this fashion, like mm-hmm. how it tied into fashion. It's hmm. a good question. I mean, it's too, I mean, <clears throat> Kanye's college dropout. Mm-hmm comes to mind but i think even when i was thinking about that i think the album i probably lean most into is hard knock life volume two mm-hmm. i think um just influence influence like it's not my favorite album by far i think especially for the talking whole albums like black album between the black album and the blueprint i'm still kind of i know people love saying yeah i mean those probably two of my favorites but like black album for me i think again i was at an age where I don't, I'm not, and I'm not talking about going back and then, because I think what we we have this nostalgia bias where it's like, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm, I wasn't old enough to listen to Reasonable Doubt, but everyone loves Reasonable Doubt. And so like, nah, that's my favorite album. As opposed to, <laughs> Hove was doing something very unique, I think, with the Black album. Um, but anyway, that's another conversation. But like, <laughs> Hard Knock Life Volume 2 was the album I feel like I remember playing the most. And I remember being intrigued by Memph, like Memph coming out mm. and opening up the opening up the album, how that, because Jay-Z was kind of trying to position Memph as yeah. the next one to take over the rock because he was going to retire and leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I quit, right? And, you know, like, it, 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 between the, b- 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 between, um, what's his face? What's his face? I forget homeboy's name that would always do the skits. Um, oh shoot yeah i know you're talking about <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like between the skits and and just the the um like that was the first time jay had like a legit power single you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. hard knock life was the record and then i think i also tie that to the hard knock life tour cd there was like yeah, so yeah. much it that era of hip-hop i think is really what inspired me in a way to like 
not even as a rapper, but just more as a fan of hip hop because mm-hmm. we were so fortunate at that time. Like that was the year of Def Jam. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Ja was hot, X was hot, you yep. know. It was there was so much. There was so I missed that so much. It was yeah. so much to choose from. You so know? much good music, man. Yeah. You know, granted, big big was gone already, Pac was gone, but you didn't feel like you were missing out on anything because even at that time, if you wanted to be, if you were a super I'm an underground MC cat, and that's the stuff that I miss. I wish I would have been old enough to experience because mm-hmm. I could have went to the tunnel or I could have went to like the lyricist lounge and right. maybe I could have heard, I could have seen um like AZ and Oz perform, but they're not mm-hmm. gonna also see maybe most deaf mm-hmm. and reflection and turn to perform. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I didn't I wasn't old enough to have that experience. But for me, I think Hard Night Life was the album that made me go, Oh, I'm like a I'm like a fan fan of AJZ, but really of hip hop. You right. know, like I was old enough to appreciate it in a way that I didn't maybe like two or three years prior to it. Mm, that's dope, man. Yeah, uh yeah, Hard Knock Life is definitely up there. Um as far as albums, content, and everything else, I think yeah. you're right. As far as like radio play, that was probably Jay's biggest yeah. album when it came to at that time, obviously. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. But yeah, when that dropped, it it kind of changed the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was like, I mean, granted, Volume Three was had him on like, I mean, because he was on TRL, I think, for Volume mm-hmm. Two. But I remember for Volume Three, I remember him coming out on the scooter on TRL with um, <laughs> whatever. It was just like a big mo- a, a big moment. But uh, volume two was the, I mean, really white audiences. Yeah. Being like, oh, this is Jay-Z guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and him just getting more radio play in that way. Yeah. So, you know, and then like what, because um, that was just a year, that was also the year of, well, I don't know if it was the whole year, but like Jermaine Dupree dropped his album mm-hmm. that year, right? Because Money and the Thing was on that. There was yeah. like a whole lot that was just happening in hip hop that was just really cool. That I don't think I appreciated it enough. Nah, it's funny. It goes so fast, man. Like yeah. when I tell people, um, for me, the best era will always be like the '90s. It's, yeah. it's because of the music. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to quantify it and explain it to people, but it's hard because you just you kind of had to be there. It's like when some people tell you at a certain club and you just had to be there. Yeah, it's just yeah. the energy. Like if you're going to see somebody perform, whether you at a party and the, and the songs were playing, like yeah. It was just a different type of energy. And yeah, um, man. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that I was able to to experience that and kind of talk to you about it a little bit. Yeah. And I'll yeah. play some of the music for you. So I think that that's dope. Yeah, man, for sure, man. That was like the the nineties, the nineties were it. Like no one can convince me otherwise. I mean, even if you were even like growing up in the era where hip hop was first created and being a mm-hmm. part of that, I can understand the the energy. But I, I I mean, it's a different energy though, too. Yeah. I think you know, like when it was more, it was, it was, it was for us, and I think that's a far different energy than like it being for the masses. Yeah, but I do think there was something about that, you know, like that, that those '90s and that time and that, yeah, even just the movies. You know, there was so yeah, much happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hip hop yeah. soundtracks meant something. There was like, uh, you would, you cared just as much about the soundtrack as you did the movie. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like when you look at a New Jack City or Juice. New Jersey Drive, you know, Who's the Man? Like, mm-hmm. there were movies that were just created for a generation. Like, they were created for hip-hop. Man. For hip-hop. You know and what I'm saying? That's why I, I can't explain to people that, um, for me, hip-hop, it was, it was something that we were living. In, right, exactly. You know, it was things that were happening in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we were seeing, uh, and, and it was, it was, it spoke to us, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why sometimes, um, Elder hip-hop statesmen are kind of at odds with the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, what I really want to do with this this podcast is kind of bridge that gap because what I say, what I was going to say is, and I didn't say this in the first podcast, is that I will never call anything that someone puts out now whack, which I used to do a lot. I'm like, yo, that's Mm -hmm. whack. That shit is whack, (laughs) right? Any person that can take the time to create something and put it out in the universe with some type of somebody may not like it, whatever, can't be whack. It's like... I'll say this just isn't for me. Yeah. So yeah. what needs That's to start fair. happening is those honest conversations. Like, yo, mm-hmm. young man, this is not for me, but this is, this is good for you. Right. How do I help promote that? You know? Yeah. And there's also the younger generation reaching out too and, and kind of, nah, I don't care about Pac or Big. Nah, you need to, just like history, right? Yeah. You need to go back to that history and listen how Biggie yeah. rap, man. Like, yeah. listen to his yeah. bars. Listen to yeah. his facing. Listen yeah. to when he dropped, you know, his ad-libs. Like, yeah. 
all that shit is 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 creative and it, yeah. it make you so much better absolutely and I, I love you said that because i think that's that that goes across the board whether we're talking about hip-hop or anything that's not toxic you know or right. like that's infringing on a community i think to judge it as whack or as inferior does it doesn't it doesn't serve a purpose and it doesn't really bridge it doesn't really bridge any gaps you know like I remember hearing some interview this cat was talking about my man Ty was interviewing this young dude he's like the music we're making is a vibe and I think the music now like these young cats that that's what they're creating like mm -hmm. there's some cats like you know what I'm saying even even our cousin right like like Jay Justin is like rapping rapping yeah, no, you know what I'm saying busy. like he's getting busy for mm -hmm. real but but I think even with that, he's still trying. There's like a vibe, there's like yeah. vibe in music that they're all trying to create. Like that wasn't the purpose, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a, and that's not been a purpose for me. It's been like it used to be. I just wanted to rap better than everybody, right. you know. I mean that's still the purpose for me. But like now it's more about that's part of the vision. But the bigger purpose is like I just want to make, I want to make art that mm -hmm. like speaks in a way. Um, that's not just feels relevant, but it's also like, you know, maybe saving lives or changing the world mm -hmm. or whatever. And not to negate anybody else's choice, but to your point, it's like, you know, everyone's doing something different and it's, and it's, oh, it's okay to respect the differences as opposed to judgment. Absolutely, man. I think we'll be better off um, in hip hop um, because mm -hmm. you'll, you'll start seeing more, I think, joint concerts. And I would like to see like a rock hymn open up for somebody, you know, like yeah. that's, that's super big and young. Mm. Or Big Daddy Kane, you know, yeah. to open up for somebody and, and kind of salute them and give them their roses yeah. probably here. Yeah. And you still do your thing because you're going to yeah. sell out your concert anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Very true. Yeah, that, that actually would be really cool to see because then, like, that's the bridging of the gap. Maybe you get some older yeah, man. fans coming, some younger fans too, you know, um, and have people yeah. stay because I think what a lot of times what happens, even... It's okay, boo-boo. I think even with um the... Like, even, like, you know, when you come out to the shows, people come to see who they want to see. Right. Uh, no one really understands, unless you're making art, like, how important it is to come out and support the cat who is opening up for, like, five people in the audience yeah. and stand for the duration of that show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. that that's just as important. Uh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. That's, that's how I feel, too, so... Um, man, I, I'm glad I got to do this interview with you, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was dope, you know. I, and I will probably like talk forever if I stay on with you. <laughs> no, we both. This is what man. it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, just a couple of things before we wrap up. Um, I want you to kind of talk about your work, what you're doing um, now. Mm -hmm. um, are we going to hear any new hip hop in the future from Mag? Which I'm hopeful for. You know, uh, selfishly, I want it. You know. Um, <laughs> And things like that. Um, you know, like uh, we we just finished the the, the fifth um, sold out show of our Rockwood um, Rockwood Music Hall residency. Myself and Arthur Lewis. Um, shout out to Arthur. Um, Arthur's gonna go on Broadway, Freestyle Love Supreme, and Lin Manuel. I'm gonna um, you know do a couple of readings. I have a reading at Cafe Con Libros in Brooklyn coming up, um, and um, you know. Figure out what's next, man. Between like some of the 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 like the poetry workshops that I've been I've been um, blessed enough to to lead and um, you know speak at a couple of schools about creativity and art. Um, but like there's a there, there's like a a project in my head. Mm. I just haven't really sat down and written it out yet. But you know between that and then like you know you know like I've been working on a on this like one man show um, with with my good friend. Um, Ayanna Parker Morrison. So uh, we're just trying to, um, you know, get a couple of, fin me finish like this fifth draft of whatever I'm writing and, you know, start workshopping that. Um, I just want to, you know, I just want to keep following the purpose, man. You know, just kind of, because I really don't, I really don't know what's next. Like, but outside of the, the, the work of like promoting the books and then like anytime opportunities come up, like, you know, like the Afropunk panel, Right. Shout out, shout out to Jamira. That that just kind of came, um, came through the love, and so it's like wherever wherever I can use my voice um, as a means to like push community to 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 push um, to push the art, like that's kind of and to push hip hop really. Right. That's kind of where that that's where I'm angling myself. Like where that will leave me, lead me. I have no idea at this point, bro. You know. No, and that's like, that's dope, man. Because I feel like 
as I said in my first podcast, um, sometimes hip hop gets a negative rap, but people don't talk about how it shaped so many great mm-hmm. young men. Like sure. it, it kind of kept some young men out of trouble, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, just sure. listening to the music or, you know, following somebody that maybe was very positive in their lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's not talk about also how it helped vocabulary. Like some people that maybe couldn't talk, you know, okay. and, and yeah. helped them yeah. talk, you know, yeah. gave them a voice. Yeah. So, um, which, interest, interestingly, I didn't know about Drag On, which actually had a stuttering problem. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And I definitely remember, yeah. That helped him. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You would never have known that when he yeah. was just like, yeah. super nice. Right. So <laughs> I, I've just, and this is why I'm, another part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I, I just want more fun stories. I want people to talk about, you know, how it's affected them in, in a really positive way, man. Yeah. And I think that's important. You know, like there are, there are, there are shows like the, the, the drink champs or whatever, and they're kind of talking about more or less they're just covering the history of like the artists and like the artistry, but they're not really talking about the, the layered nuances. Like you're, you're talking about the things that of course I think listeners generally are either know about or like all the cool stories you didn't hear, but not about the, like the heartbeat of it, you know, like what got you into it? Like, why do you still make it? Like what, what inspires you? You know, like we're not really talking about the creativity. We're more or less talking about clickbait headline stuff, which I personally still enjoy, but Yeah, absolutely. It's nothing yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's something to be said about the meat and substance of, of why people gra- still kind of gravitate to the art form and to the culture. Because yeah. like outside of reading, like when people ask me what my favorite writers are, it's like it's Tony Morrison and Sean Carter. You know, like sure. it, it's <laughs> you know, um I, I think there's a there's a more balanced conversation to be had about how hip hop and the language of hip hop has helped kind of a father and mother generations yeah. of like artists you know no, absolutely man and um before you go to two things um how can people get in touch with you um obviously yeah 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 yeah. um at j-o-e-l aka m-a-g so joel aka mag twitter instagram you can find like performance footage links to the books all that other stuff at um my daughter may have dot com uh but yeah, you know, like the best way to find me is social. I'm very responsive and active on there. So, you know, like show updates, um, poetry, affirmations, all that other stuff. Dope. And the last thing I will ask you is, I asked you why did you fall in love with hip hop at the top? And what I'm going to ask everybody else, and everybody may not be able to do it, but what is one of your favorite 16 any rapper, it could be anybody. And you don't gotta yeah. go to whole 16. Just you could just pick the verse a little bit about it, um, about it and what what made it speak to you. Oh, that's easy. That's um that's um what's him call it? Uh I just got a picture. Dottie just sent me a picture of Lila's um book bag and lunch bag pre <laughs> It's like, oh man. Um that's easy. Um Nas is no ideas. No ideas mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, granted, that's not a 16, that's a whole you know but like there's a part especially when he's like eagles and flags indian style where i run away the ghetto stays incredibly foul watching for paint chips the one no letting your child but them gangsters for letting your child the bezzy be out like he was yo the wordplay man everything that i love about Nas, he did in that in, in that song you know what i'm saying like he just he moves effortlessly between social consciousness and also like Mm -hmm hood nigga and what does he say he says like um i mean like literally like sleep with my heat wash with my gun in the shower my tongue is power it was like yo what is he doing <laughs> who, who says that right sleep with your gun and then you take it in the shower with you Ooh. like he is saying so much bad and, man and there's so much poetry in that and like you can teach a poetry class like i actually walk students through no ideas like verse to kind of mm. ask them like what their favorite lines were and like like if you read this, this is a, a sex tuplet, and this is why mm. like this works. And Nas is not writing the same way. When I'm writing a rhyme, I'm not trying to be poetic. Right. I'm just trying to think of like what sounds ill. But those are the same. We're using the same mechanisms for for English that Walt Whitman and Yeats and um like you know Jack Kerouac were using when they were formulating poetry. Like that's mm. that that song, those bars, like for me, top. Top five. Mm. Top five. Oh, wait, mm. hold on, man. 
Can you see me still? Yeah, yeah, I can still see you, okay. man. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Like that was like for me, bar none. Bar none. Interesting to hear, man. I, I I thought it was gonna be a hove line in there. I, nah, I, man, I mean, like it could be. You know, it's it's something about there's something about that, and I tell you, so like part of that song, um. That, that that was important is because I heard the first time I heard it was in college and my mm-hmm. man Tristan, shout out to Tristan Nunnally, um, at Temple. Tristan played that song for like for me. He was like, Yo, you gotta hear this. Oh, he's like, This is like one of my favorite Nas records in the soft it was on the purple tapes and the lost the lost tapes actually. And I just remember being like, Yo, what how do I how did I not have heard this yet? Right. <laughs> and just being blown away and just that 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 song has been like kind of like the model blueprint for right. me for a while like as far as like how to weave in the poetry and whatever like because i and i don't and i don't get to say this enough like there's a way there's a way and grant i didn't bring him up until now but there's a way like jada kiss raps mm-hmm. like i rap like i don't rap like jada because that's impossible but <laughs> there's a way jada sparses his bars out that mm-hmm. if you took my voice and if you took Jada's voice and put him to my bars, then it would make sense. Right. There's a way Jada would rap that I was like, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. And it's a way that Nas, Nas uses verses that I really enjoy. There's a way that Andre 3000 raps that I love because he would rap like Andre raps as if he's putting sentences together. He'd go like, mm-hmm. so I started in, I started in the Bronx on a block and I came back right. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's not, <laughs> his verses are just a, 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 a sentence. It's like yeah. a paragraph. He's not like writing verses. He's writing paragraphs of an essay, except they rhyme. And so like that's, I took a little bit of that from him. But mm-hmm. No Ideas Original was for me like a template of how to like weave all of that. The street with the poetry, right. with like the flow. Because his flow was phenomenal. It was impeccable yeah. on that. Like he is precision, like perfect on that beat. Dope. That's dope, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. You know, get, get some more tidbits from Mr. Mag. <laughs> you fool. Yeah, man. Now, so now, thank you for being my first guest, man. Um, of course, I, man. Thank you for being my brother, man. Yeah, man. And um, I think, like I said at the top, I, I felt it was appropriate because we had so many. We had so many memories. We still have more memories to create. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Um, and I, I'm going to keep pushing for that. That album, I don't know how I'm gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try, man. I mean, it's there. Yeah, <laughs> it's there. It's, it's I mean, it's coming. I don't know when, but yeah. you know. oh, you know what? And, and tell them where they, where they can get some of your old music, man. Like some of oh, your, yeah, know. yeah. If you want, like, when you go to mydaughtermayhave.com, like all the links to the books, to my Bandcamp page with all like all my previous projects is on there. Um, a link links to like social media stuff to performances all that stuff interviews all that's on the website so people go to my um my daughter may have.com they'll be able to hear the whole catalog of music and all that other stuff or just hit up d yes yeah, hit me up i, I got all i got all <laughs> d, d got all the stuff that's not even on the website so <laughs> you hit him up yeah, and, and, and like, like i said again it's not just because he's my brother um he, he's dope he would be dope whether he's my brother or not um the music would be dope whether he was my brother or not um because he'll tell you if I don't like something, I'm going to tell him in the nicest way if I, if I don't feel it. So if I'm playing it, it's because I feel it and I, I feel the lyrics, beats, everything else. And he's, he's, he's pretty dope. I appreciate that, sir. Appreciate that, young man. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right, bro, Ham. All right, kid. Love you, fool. All right, love you too, brother. All right, man. Later. Peace. <laughs>
cause daddy ain't home So what's really in it for me? Stayed home reading books, friends Dibbled and dabbled with crooks and gang wars Read a blue, yellow too Had niggas tucking their chains when they came through The parks of the neighborhood elders don't come through Monkey see, monkey do, my nigga You ain't heard, Hey, got the word, Hey, Nice with words, flow nicer than yours This is what I do, don't believe me, Hey, Come see me, Hey, For what it's worth, it ain't easy This is what I do, ah, Come see.